Life is busy. Disciple making is slow, but we can find rest and hope in Jesus. Welcome to 419 Moment of Encouragement, created to bring you short messages, scriptures, testimonies, and prayers to keep us focused on the kingdom of God and His promises. Hello, and welcome to this episode of A Moment of Encouragement. My name is Beth Laurie, and I'm your guide. When we accept Jesus and start learning from Him, we realize our sinful nature, and we try to do what is right, what Jesus teaches. Sometimes we start striving to be good and to please Jesus, even though we know we do not have to earn our salvation. It is by grace that we're saved. But we want to become the person that God intended us to be. So maybe we start to push or strive to be good, only to find ourselves in failure and frustration. It's what some might call sin management. Listen to the words in John fourteen twenty three. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Notice here how this all works. If you love Jesus, if you love God, you will keep his commands. It's not a condition. It's not like if you love me, keep my commands. It's a when you love me, you will keep my commands. It's a result of love. That is simple. By looking to Jesus and loving him, we begin to do what is right. Doesn't that make sense? When you love someone, you naturally want to do the things that make them happy. It's not hard or striving or effort. It's just love. It's a response. Ah, it's just wonderful. So how do we fall in love with Jesus? To really love him, we must first understand just how much he loves us. The Bible is one big love story. From the very beginning, God wanted to protect Adam and Eve, telling them not to eat from the fruit on the tree of life because he loved them and wanted what was best for them. And then over and over again in the Bible, we read numerous stories where generation after generation, his people would walk away rather than doing what God asked, and he would give grace and love and draw them back again. In the Bible, there's so much hidden treasure that can be found in the pages. We see God's sovereignty and his protection. We realize his amazing promises and his faithfulness time and time again. We see how much he loves us, and our hearts start to grow in love toward his. And then God's relentless and gracious pursuit never stops so much that he sent his son, John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What a beautiful love story. God loved us so much that he sent his son so that we could be with him forever. Where else have you been loved like that? 
And we can see it even before then. Not only did he send his very own son to die a brutal death so that we could be together forever, but he loved us even before we were born. Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you. We have not only been made personal by God's hand himself, but he views us as his very own masterpiece. As written in Ephesians 2.10, every single time he sees us and thinks of us, he sees nothing but perfection. What kind of love? That is so much love. And then in response, we begin to love him back. So what are some of those ways? Well, first, let's talk, talk about some of the basics. Could you imagine being married to your spouse who you love very, very much and rarely ever talk to them? We need to talk to our Father just like we would in any other relationship. And in this talking, we grow fond in love. This talking is called prayer, carving out alone time to be with Jesus, to tune out all the distractions of the world, and talk to Him personally. In doing this, we begin to fall in love as the more we talk to him, we connect to him intimately in prayer. Prayer builds our relationship with Jesus. We share our heart's desires. We share those deepest secrets, and we know that he hears us and cares for us. During prayer, we surrender anything in our life that comes before him, any false god. In marriage, in our children, the gym, the career, your friends, your status, your addictions, anything that could be before him starts to become less, and he starts to become more. Or it could be our social media or TV, anything that distracts us. Those things need to become less, and he become more. Anything that takes the place of him being the Lord of our life, needs to be removed. So we ask him to help us to do that in prayer. We ask him to teach us, to mold us, to help us to love him more, and to let go of those other things. Maybe this is what the prophet Solomon meant when he came to the end of his life, when he said, meaningless, meaningless, Everything else is meaningless. That's Ecclesiastes 12, 8. When we remember nothing compares in this lifetime than being loved by Jesus, who is totally and completely enamored and lavishly in love with us. And in response, we fall in love with him, which is the best decision we ever made and which totally changes our life. When I was a teen, my mother told me, we become like those we hang out with. She was asking me to hang out with moral friends, not the friends that in, would influence me for bad. The same is true with us hanging out with Jesus. When we hang out with him, we naturally form into his likeness. We don't strive 
we just respond to his love and love him back in obedience. Loving Jesus is what happens, and that helps us to learn to live the life and become the person that he meant for us to be. We start doing what is right from love, from love. So above all else, fall in love with Jesus. Join us next time as we stay faithful and find joy in our journey with Jesus.